Welcome to the MedTech Talent Lab, the number one catalyst for advancing careers and building high-performance teams. Sponsored by the Anthony Michael Group, helping companies secure in-demand talent in regulatory affairs, quality, clinical, engineering, R&D, and other areas for medical device, digital health, diagnostics, and other organizations across the U.S. life sciences sector. Here's your host, Mitch Robbins. Welcome back. Another episode live of the MedTech Talent Lab. It's Mitch Robbins and Adam Safi coming to you just about each and every Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern, uh, right here on LinkedIn on Wednesdays. Uh, simultaneous to this, we run the MedTech Talent Lab podcast the recorded version where you're going to find episodes with a variety of best in class leaders straight from the MedTech industry on topics all related to talent. Uh, great episode for you today, something we've never talked about in all the episodes that we have done. But just real quick, as far as introductions, if you've never heard of myself, Mitch Robbins or Adam Sapi with me, uh, we are from a search firm called the Anthony Micro Group, where we help companies across the medtech sector, including medical device, digital health, and diagnostics, to build high-performing teams primarily on the technical side of the business, areas including regulatory affairs, quality, engineering, et cetera, simultaneously helping candidates enhance and or advance their careers. And so today, thank you, Adam. You're, kudos to you for coming up with this idea. You know, it's conference season, if there is such thing. Um, there's a lot of conferences happening, especially as things continue to open up. We're going to give a, a special shout out, Joe Hage, who runs probably the biggest, one of the biggest groups in general on LinkedIn, not definitely the biggest uh, medical device group, um, is hosting the 10X Medical Device Conference right now as we speak in San Diego. A lot of our friends and colleagues are down there. And it sparked the idea for you to talk about hey, the pros of attending these conferences in person, and also what are some of the drawbacks? And so that's what we're going to tackle today. So as always, Adam, thanks for being here, man. Of course. Great to be here. I'm jealous. I'm jealous that we're not in San Diego with Joe and Michelle and Rob Packard and all those guys. I think that's where it was top of mind to me. Yep. Yep. And Joe gave uh, me uh, personally a, a pretty hard time for not being down there, but... <laughs> Can only do so much, I guess, right? Somebody's so, got to work. We can't yeah. wake up, go surfing, and then, uh, you know, I saw his picture last night with water slides and palm trees and everything else. It looks like a pretty good setup there. Yep. And then he had, yeah, exactly. The one out of his hotel room, right? Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. So let's dig in. Let's talk about the the optimistic and the positive side of this first. What are some of the pros of why people should think about attending a conference uh, in the first place. Absolutely. Yeah. And the, and the arc for me is always, you know, somebody, a manager, or colleague or something. Hey, do you want to go to Orlando in three months for this conference? It's supposed to be pretty good. Yeah, sure. Sounds good. And then as I get closer to that date that I'm like, oh, heartburn sets in. I'm too busy. I can't go sit in Florida or, or Dallas or Arizona in a, in a you know hotel conference room for three days. And I, I this is crazy. How do I get out of this? And then inevitably, I, I begrudgingly get on a plane or drive out there. And I'm always glad I went. I, I was looking back this morning thinking um, throughout my career, if there's ever been a time where I felt like, gosh, that was a waste of time. And I don't know. I can't think of one. So if not 100 percent of the time, a very high you know, percentage of the time, I'm always grateful that I that I went. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the first obvious one. The first <laughs> obvious one is there's so many people in the last couple of years who've been working together. Uh, who have not seen each other in person, yeah. right? Yeah. Or maybe have never seen each other because they joined the organization during this whole pandemic yeah. and have never had the opportunity to even uh, meet, you know, colleagues from from the industry or 
maybe this is an opportunity where they work for the same company, but they're all going to meet up at the conference. So, of course, right. uh, I think that uh, putting a familiar face outside of a computer screen is a, a great thing. What else stands out to you as a, a real pro? Because we've been at this for a while and we've been to our own fair share of conferences. Yeah. And I saw a post on that this morning. I don't remember if it was Michelle Lott or, or somebody commented on hers like, holy cow, we've been working together, all these people through Zoom for years, and now we finally get to meet. So there is something to that. Um, and, and, and I even, I was talking to a gentleman yesterday. He's with a big company. I won't I won't try to give it away, but you might be able to piece it together. And, you know, they have an annual trip to their headquarters, which happens to be Europe. And for the folks that are working together, and he said, we have people all over the country and all over the world. So in California and, and East Coast and everything else, this is really is their one chance uh, annually to get together and actually, like you said, meet people. And especially through the last two years of COVID, a lot of people have worked together for 18 months or 15 months or, you know, two years, and they've literally never met. So meetings like this are, are great. Uh, we do a lot of it, but there's nothing like sitting down, you know, side by side at a, at a table, breaking bread together, you know, getting coffee and just talking offline um, and, and then just, you know, sharing best practices and just, you know, getting to know somebody. I, I think there's a ton of value in that. We're, we're you know, as humans, we're uh, social creatures anyway. So we, we need that, but also professionally. It's a great bond. I, we, you and I see stuff. I see you uh, engaging on content on LinkedIn all the time of of other people in our space that we've met in person. And and I don't think you would probably be doing that as much had we not met those people in, in you know in person. So uh, it's a it's a lifelong bond for sure. And I think that there's a human element to it, right? That goes overlooked sometimes in businesses. That these are people. They right. have lives. They have families. They have outside you know interests. And getting to know somebody on a personal basis helps deepen the business relationship. The other thing that stands out to me is some of the guest speakers that you don't get an opportunity to see uh, and, and the topics that they're going to cover, right? right if they're right. only going to be presenting at that particular conference, your one and only time to get to see it. And so yeah. really scoping out, obviously you can't attend every conference every year, both money constraints, time constraints, but can you scope out specific conferences with specific speakers that you really want to be in attendance for because it is pertinent to your your particular world? I think that's another huge advantage, right? Or, you know, maybe it's somebody that you've never heard of, but you do the research like, oh, man, this is right up my alley. I never knew about this person. And that's yeah. a reason to go. Yeah, I hadn't even really given that much, uh, you know, thought going into it. But that's always one of my big takeaways. Some of the keynote speakers and, and even some of the side, you know, side meeting people where that conference is paying big buck. Like you're not going to get one-on-one -on -one attention with that person. And then you get a chance to really learn from them, sometimes pick their brain in person or, you know, shoot them a note on LinkedIn after that night or, you know, the next day or something like that. Yeah, that's incredibly valuable. It's, right. it's incredibly valuable. You know, one of the biggest take, one of the biggest benefits to a conference that is not very obvious to most, and it was even, it was taught to me by a recruiter colleague probably at this point, 10 years ago or whatever, is it's not just the networking that happens in the meetings. It's not just the speakers that you're there to see, but it's how can you set up strategic meetings with people coming to the conference ahead of time? And a lot of these meetings happen offsite, either during coffee or dinner after the conference that night or yep. in the hallway. You know, you make 10, 15 minutes to meet the people, but how do you figure out ahead of time who's coming to the conference that you really want to network with and for what specific reasons and what value can you bring to the meeting so that they want to meet with you as well? And how many of those can you set up ahead of time? That's where the gold is, yeah. in my opinion. I agree. And there's been, the, yeah, those are incredibly valuable. And you you know your schedule. Usually you have the agenda at least a couple of days in advance, if not further. And, and you can shoot somebody a note, hey, we have a break from noon to one on Wednesday, you know. If the lunch in the hotel is lousy, can we go grab an Uber and, and, and go get something to eat or, you know, impromptu meetings? You know, I'm not really a night owl at those things, but a lot of people, you know, they'll go to the bar, you know, 
setting afterwards and have drinks and they'll be out till midnight, one o'clock, two o'clock. And they're really, you know, getting best practices from, from each other too. So yeah, I think those breakout sessions and then outside of that, you know, planning, you know, meetups, uh, those are, those are incredibly valuable. So, you know, I'm just thinking about the, somebody who's listening to this and thinking, yeah, I would love to go, but my manager won't pay for it or we don't have it in our budget to go. And I'm thinking to myself, if I was in that person's shoes and I felt like it was really going to benefit my career and in turn benefit the organization, how do I make a case? Right. Yep. Yep. And so let's talk about that for a minute. It's like, hey, they're telling you, no, they don't have the budget. What can you do to create a value proposition so they actually see it as a, a an investment versus an expense? I absolutely. Yeah. And and, and, that, and if you see me looking over here at the other monitor, I'm looking at kind of a schedule of this year's MedTech uh, conferences. And I think John Spear, I think um, the Greenlight Guru put it on. And speaking of getting value from that, I mean, everyone I've talked to that's been to one of their roadshows in the last several years has gotten a ton of value from it. I think there's a yeah definitely a way to go to your manager and especially distill specific things. Hey, we're working on EU MDR right now. Well, guess what? There's an MDR expert speaking here. You know, they're talking the first day. Or hey, we're looking at a special 510k or whatever it might be clinical trials. Well, guess what? I'm craft. You know, I'm seeking this uh, conference out specifically because a lot of the content is very applicable, uh, very relevant to what we're doing real time. I was also looking at this for another reason too. A lot of these conferences now are virtual, I think, because of COVID. And I think that will probably continue to be a trend, too. So, hey, if you can't fly me to Orlando and put me up in a hotel for three days and whatever else, well, here's a, a virtual conference. Maybe it's $500. Maybe it's $1,200. That's part of, in my opinion, the continuing ed, you know, bucket tuition reimbursement type thing. I, I, I bet you most companies, even small companies can find the monies uh, for that, especially if you make a strong business case. Yeah. And, or maybe, you know, you've got three people on the team that want to go, but you can afford to send one. Well, what's that one person going to do to take copious notes? And what are they going right. to do to come back and report to the team on what they learned and hold right. the person going to the conference accountable for what are the takeaways going to be that we can implement on, you know, when you get back and put the onus on that person to really, you know, be responsible for coming back and delivering the takeaways. Yeah, we just did that Monday. I went yeah. to a conference in Golden, what, three, two and a half weeks ago, and I, I debriefed on it on Monday. And uh, one of our teammates uh, went to another one virtually. And uh, so she'll, she'll be presenting on that too. So 100%, not everyone has to physically be there, take notes, take the decks. You, and usually they share that with the afterwards too. Hey, here's the whole slide deck and you, you can do videos. I've seen you know people on their phones all the time, either live streaming it or taking pictures or videos of, of the screenshots and then debrief with the whole team. Yeah, that's a great ROI. That's yeah, good bang for your buck. So you and I were talking offline about kind of the pitfall, the major pitfall that you can run into with these conferences. And, and I, I'm going to kind of set the stage, but let you take this on. One of the things is people can almost become addicted to the extra dopamine hit they get by being, you know, around a rah-rah situation or motivation or, you know, meeting with people they haven't gotten to see, but starts to drop off very quickly after the conference. Talk about that yeah. if you would, just yeah, the dangers of going and and what happens after. Exactly. And that is one of the benefits I like from these. Uh, generally, I'll, I'll, you know, kind of recharges the batteries. I'll get reinvigorated and, and engaged in our work. Um, but you and I, we've been to Tony Robbins and Gary Vee and some of those big auditoriums with big, you know, big stadiums with thousands of people going nuts. And, and it is a dopamine hit. It absolutely is. And, and people do get addicted to it. The biggest mistake is to invest hundreds or thousands of dollars and as importantly, and maybe more importantly, invest your time and spend three days and take all these notes and, you know, have all these great takeaways and best practices and tips and strategies, and then implement zero of them. 
And I, I can tell you that because I've made those mistakes. I, I all have. I've read the notes from the folder. I'll find it in the drawer. I'll get back and I'm busy. So I throw it in a drawer. And then six months later, I'll be, you know, transferring something or cleaning something and go, wow, there are so many great takeaways here. I didn't implement any of them. I've made the same mistake three times. Had I just sat down, carved out three hours on the Saturday and said, okay, I'm bringing these two things or these four things into my business starting immediately, I would have been so much better off for it. So then you hear it the second and third conference or fifth conference, and then it kind of sinks in. Or now as a seasoned person, I, I, I really want that ROI. So, hey, before I get on the plane, I'm looking through this and distilling you know, two or three actionable items or actionable takeaways that I'm going to implement into my business immediately. Mm-hmm. You know, the other pitfall I see is that people see it as, oh, I get to take a break from work. I'm going to go to this conference. Yeah. Just take PTO and go enjoy your personal time if that's why you're going, right? Yeah. It's yeah. it's a lot of headache and a lot of money on the organization and time on your behalf to go and sit there and not really reap the benefits. So if you're not in the right yeah. you know mind, mindset as to why you're going, what you're trying to achieve as going, then just do something different because That's it a, really yeah. is part of work. It is, and it's to to better yourself and and to your career. And I, we've we've all seen the people we're in quote we're salespeople, so we're a little bit different. But we've seen the conferences where somebody's on their phone. 80% of the time. And and I'm sure they're doing email or or they have their laptop up to presumably take notes. And then you see them, they're just actively working the whole time. One, it's rude to the, the speaker, obviously, and all the other people around you that are trying to, you know, pay attention. Um, people will duck out and make phone calls that, you know, that are loud or whatever else, or, you know, maybe they, they stayed out that too late the night before and you can just see them there checked out, you know, they're not gaining anything from it. So if you go, go, be engaged, put your phone away, Take notes. Work can wait for you, um, and and you get plenty of breaks, you know. So you can you can check in during those breaks and during lunch and run to run to the hotel for an hour and jump onto your laptop and and, and deal with you know fires and stuff like that. But that's a good point, you know. We've all seen that where people are obligated to go. And I'm sure if you ask them uh, on day three or whatever, when they're getting back on the plane to go back, one one thing you one takeaway from the whole conference, they they'd probably just be glossed over. They they have no idea. Yep. So a huge p- takeaway from what you just said in the last few minutes is implement right yeah. away as fast as you right. can. Immediately. Immediately. Because if you yep. don't, it's going to end up in a drawer. And any comments that you have about, you know, we're kind of talking about pros and cons of attending these conferences. Any comments you have about regulatory specifically? Yeah. And maybe we can put the link in the show notes of some of the med tech and, and specifically regulatory and, and quality conferences, both virtual and in person for the rest of, you know, May 11th on uh, for the rest of the That's year. That's a great idea. Year. Yeah. We'll do um, and one thing I like, in, in addition to the networking, I think it's, you know, you're kind of benchmarking who your competition is. You know, essentially, hey, if you're in a room with 80 other RA specialists, guess what? Essentially competing with them for the next level and internally with your company, but also to make a move and you see what a director looked like and a VP looks like and how they carry themselves and what their knowledge is. It's a good model, um, but also it's it's nice to network and then also, you know, be a sounding board with people, but to kind of size up and be like, okay, am I on path? That person's a principal RA specialist at a, at a company that I'm excited about, that I've I'm intrigued by. Am I at that level? No, I'm not. So maybe pick their brain, like you said, over the salad bar, you know, whatever, find out what they're doing um, so you can get yourself there and then, you know, position yourself. Because especially if you're from a small company, we we work with a lot of companies where it's a, it's a team of one, or maybe it's an RA person, a, a specialist and a VP. Well, you're not really getting an idea. Am I good? Am I, am I behind? Am I poor? Yeah. <laughs> you know? So if you go to the, some of these uh, events, you can be around a lot of the same people that are like-minded individuals um, and, and kind of get an idea of where your gaps are and you know where you need to improve. I love that. I love what you said. 
So oh, you work in uh, class three products? I have some more raisins on your salad. <laughs> exactly <laughs> right. Good. Exactly That's great, right. man. You can bribe them. You can bribe them with coffee and cookies usually uh, yeah. at some of these conferences. Hey, can I pick your brain? I promise you, I'll, be, I'll run out and grab you a, you know, a better coffee from across the street rather than this, this stuff the stuff the hotel's serving us. So I think the takeaway is, look, conferences are super beneficial for so many reasons. I agree. The networking yep. purpose, the deepening of relationships, the opportunity to see speakers you otherwise wouldn't have seen, the opportunity to have takeaways that you can implement straight away in your business and in your, you know, your own career situation. But it's only there if you take advantage of it when you get back. Otherwise, it's kind of a temporary break from your everyday life and you go back and it's kind of a waste, in my opinion. And I think yep. yours as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with all those. And then I, as an icing on the cake, usually they're in a good good location. So if you usually get some downtime, hey, go for a walk in the morning. Wow, I'm in New Orleans. I hadn't, I've never been to New Orleans. Or you know, bring a spouse or partner. They can go do fun things the whole day while you're while you're in the conference. So you yep. can kind of piggyback on that as well. But yeah, I, I'm very bullish on on conferences. Don't overdo it. Don't get to the point where oh gosh, we just went to one six weeks ago and now we're going to another one. But if you do two or three in a year, especially if you're in your first five or ten years of your career, I think you're going to see a huge amount of value from it. I really do. Geez, if you did one, the major wraps uh, event every one. year in regulatory, yep. or you, or if you did conversion, you know, yeah, right, you know, or one huge medical device conference. So yeah, Absolutely. it's good stuff. So here's what we'll do: I will put a comment in the feed for the live stream for cool. anybody who wants a list of all the upcoming conferences for the rest of the year. We will send it out. All you got to do is say yes or list, please, and we will get it to you. How's that? Works for me. That sounds great. That's all right. Great. Well. I uh, appreciate you being here. We are going to be back next Wednesday, 11 o'clock Pacific, 2 o'clock Eastern. Check out the MedTech Talent Lab podcast wherever you consume your content for a variety of other content-rich episodes with leaders straight from the industry. And uh, as always, thanks for being the co-host, Adam. Absolutely. Great. Great to be here this week and uh, signing off. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks for listening to the MedTech Talent Lab podcast. For more content-rich episodes, log on to theanthonymichaelgroup.com or subscribe to the show on your favorite podcast platform.